0: Live-ish. Cool. Like 10 Live-ish. 10 seconds behind. Something
1: Facebook better. says we're live. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I see us on there right now.
0: Great success.
1: Great success. Uh, do people know that we're, uh, we did, well, I mean, we did say on Sunday we were going to mm-hmm. go live on Tuesday, so.
0: Yeah. We're somewhat random these days. We just kind of do what we want.
1: We yeah. do a show.
0: We just show up. Here comes the show. Hold on to your butts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so uh, what what are we doing?
0: Uh I got my press set up. Let's see. Uh, 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 there's that Lee Classic cast press. And what you don't see is behind there. I don't know if I can get to it. I've got one of those uh powder dropper automatic R C B S <laughs> Charge Master three thousands. Nice and that's going to run my powder, and I don't know, I'm going to make up what, what, six 6.5 Creed more, maybe some 308. Uh, what, I, um, what I forgot was the case lube, so I'm only going to run like 100 rounds, so I'm probably not going to go get like the proper stuff, I'm probably going to find something around the house. I don't have like lanolin or any like super fancy case lube, so probably what I'm going to do is uh, I don't know, Try a bunch of different stuff. I've already tried a couple different things. Uh, I was looking online and I, I saw a couple of different uh, uh, options, what people were using. Someone mentioned uh, KY Jelly. And uh, it works. Not not great. Very messy. Gets in your fingers. Gets everywhere, really. Uh, tried some white lithium grease. That worked all right. Tried some... Uh, I'm going to try a bunch of other stuff. I you know what didn't work or what was just like awful? Mm. Um, oh, carbon spray. What is that? Um carbon graphite graphite spray.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I know that would that stuff is oh, horrible. Horrible. <laughs> I don't do even anything. know what There must be a one specific intended purpose for that product. Uh-huh. And I've yet to discover because it, it's awful. Like it's, it's awful it, for everything. Everything it gets <laughs> yeah. on stuff and it stains it permanent. It's more like paint. Like I've,
0: I've heard that it's good for guns. If if like you're gonna go into like minus forty weather, use gra- graphite. And I've tried it, and but it's the dry terrible. powder stuff, it's terrible.
1: Yeah, the powder, the powdered graphite, maybe. Mm. But the liquid stuff, no, no, terrible. I had a can of it once. I used it for one thing, and it was like on the shelf. You can just sit there. with <laughs> Your forever other, yeah with the other misfit <laughs> toys
0: yeah i'm pretty sure that can of stuff i've got is like 10 years old and uh, every time i use it i'm like "Whoa." <laughs> uh what else what else am i going to try i'm going to try some uh dish soap cuz i saw that uh what else what else do you think i should try
1: uh you know me man um like smarten up go on amazon and get the right stuff i'm not about the experiment
0: i'm not going to do that
1: uh... okay then get some ivory soap <laughs> And yeah. just rub a little ivory soap on it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, dish soap, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, no
1: no, uh no so. no, not not just soap. Um
0: oh, bar soap. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try some of that. My, my wife's got some like coconut like stuff that you like rub on yourself or something like that. I'm going to try that too. Coconut stuff. See what well, well,
1: no coconut case. stuff, but I know that when you shoot carbon arrows into archery butts made out of ten test material, they stick to the carbon fiber. The fiber, the the ten test material sticks to the carbon fiber shaft, and they're actually difficult. It's like they're glued in. They're they're difficult to remove. So we apply a little bit of arrow lube to the end of the shaft. So you put it on the tip, and it comes out of a tight butt a lot easier. And I know these sound like innuendos, but this is. Just, you Just know, and care, Just, don't tear off the cock feather while you're pulling your shaft out of the mm, butt. Mm-hmm. Also important. Good
0: point. Yep.
1: Anyway, some cheap guys who didn't want to buy air lube reportedly would take a, a bar of ivory soap and rub it on the shaft and it would act as a lube. Hmm. So I'm curious as to whether or not a little bit of soap on your 308 case will get it in and out of the die. I, I, I predict you're going to destroy a die by think, the time this I think is all done.
0: If, if you got soap on the on the shaft, it would sting in the butt. Like that's what I think would happen. Yeah.
1: Boss, you know? I, it's never been reported, but I mean, your logic is sound.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Especially if you got it in your eye.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think I'll just try to Die. I think I'll, uh, you know, find out really quickly which ones. Like the graphite I tried putting in there, it was like, nope, <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. Let's pop mm-hmm. that. Let's let's pull this into reverse and and try something else. But uh, yeah, it'll be fun, anyways. I didn't really find like a lot of really good resort resources other than the guys doing like the lanolin stuff. But I think they did that during times so when it wasn't like you can't go, like you shouldn't go outside and and, and go like hang out with all your buddies at the store. So
1: hmm. <laughs> very true.
0: Oh man, people are uh, people are loving the uh, uh, the butts and the yeah. You tear out your cock feather, you don't know which way which end of the shaft is up. Really? Well,
1: you don't. That's right. You don't know which yeah. way is up. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually broke out the bow and uh, and shot it a couple of times in the basement not long ago, just to uh, just two. That's all, just because you know I had to do something.
0: I love uh, archery. (laughs) Archery is uh, is so nice and calming and quiet and uh, oh, it's zen, baby. Yeah, yeah. Actually, this would be a perfect time for it because you can go out into a park and shoot some your bow and arrow and just be like, "Don't come near me." And people already get the message.
1: <laughs> yep. Let them know who's running the hood. Uh huh. Uh huh. Walk up and down the street with a compound bow. Set up. You looking like Rambo? What could go wrong?
0: Just in the park. Are the cops gonna come over? Sorry. Stay. Keep your distance. <laughs>
1: yeah. Parks are closed, remember? over there.
0: This thing's good for twenty meters. And, Easy, yeah. And social distancing.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be shooting in the backyard if I can't go too many places. Like I said, right now, our range is, is, uh, still open. So we're going to use common sense rules, you know, mm-hmm. I know other ranges are like by appointment and stuff like that. Yeah. So
0: that's what they're talking about doing at Chas by appointment. Which yeah. Be all right. They're going to have people I think they're, they're looking for volunteers for it right now, which, uh, given the state of the Alberta economy, Ah, uh, there's gonna be some people with some time on their hands, so right, yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to just getting on there and uh, cleaning it all up. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as I don't have a meeting and my work is done, I'll be able to go during the week. but like we're not allowed to um, teachers are now working from home. Mm-hmm. We're uh, coming up with home learning. For the kids to do and so uh, during the day we've got to be next to our email um available for stuff like that we're we're attending meetings so I can't just like "Eh, that's Wednesday I'm taking a drive to Moncton you know I can't, can't not that you're supposed to do that anyway but I literally can't you know so um but once June hits things will be slowed right down and I'm yeah. sure there'll be days where I can go get the range cleaned up because we still got to put away SummerSlam from last year.
0: Yeah, well, I ma- I'd imagine, like, your day ends at, what, 3.30 as well, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's usually what I do leading up to a match. I'll go back there two, three evenings, uh, get there by 4.30 or so, and start working.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. hey, Owen is watching.
0: we got to have Owen. him on one of these days. Talk about, yes. Like,
1: You want to talk about prepping and food storage and homesteading and gardens and he's the man to have on. Comfrey. 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 Jeez, we haven't had a good Comfrey chat in a long time. Mm.
0: You'll have to get someone else to do that because it combines two things that I don't, I care nothing about, uh, gardening and prepping.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jessica says, remember the 200 meter rule.
0: 200 meter?
1: 200 meter or two meter?
0: I don't know. Uh, Something about bows and households and stuff, maybe.
1: Oh, There's that's what she's households. talking about. Yeah, and it's 100 now. Bows and shotguns are 100. Um, bows and shotguns are 100. Something is 200. And rifles, fire rifles are 400. That's a New Brunswick specific rule. But yeah, technically speaking, you're not allowed to shoot your bow and arrow in your backyard. Mm-hmm. So...
0: Uh, in Alberta it's by municipality but all the major municipalities have it like no discharge at all mm. which is unfortunate because it would be nice to do at a park or something like that
1: Yep, for sure
0: like what else the kids aren't using them right now they can't they're all shut down
1: yeah yeah um, this is yeah the Bathurst Archery Club used to have an awesome facility it was open 24 hours a day it was in the basement of a uh, night's Columbus Hall. You could just come and go as you pleased. I actually practiced one day on Christmas because it was a training day for me in my training program. Uh, They would, yeah, they'd have to probably do by appointment too or hang a sign on the door. There's already three people in here. Don't come in Mm -hmm. or something. Oh. Yeah.
0: These are probably the nicest dies I own. Reading dies.
1: Oh, Reading is nice stuff. Yeah. I got the fancy Reading 308 seating die. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely my nicest die as well. It's got the micrometer on the top.
0: Mm, I got one of those for three oh eight. Yeah. 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 Well, but for the ammo I'm making, it's not going to matter. Right. I'm just going to make blaster ammo. Maybe the 6.5 stuff I'll, I'll do nicer. I'll, I'll be more particular on maybe I'll weigh the cases because I got a little bit of time on my hands right now. So I'll pull out the uh, digital scale, weigh out the cases, Well, how could you have mono-
1: any more time than usual? You you've been working from home for like almost a year now.
0: True, but uh, my kids are here as well, and I can't really do anything on the weekends or weeknights, and there's no soccer, there's no right. like a million other activities. There's just
1: They're not happening, yeah.
0: Work, slam fire
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> video games kid stuff
1: yep still haven't gotten into video games (laughs) i uh my reloading has slowed down my back was bothering me since um it's been a week today Mm -hmm. that i tweaked it and so um it it an entire week pretty much of reloading lost i um maybe i did 300 rounds of nine mil i'd go down do do 100 walk away you know Mm -hmm. just for the back got too sore so yeah
0: you might as well just leave it for a couple weeks and come back to it. Yeah. I'm gonna hit it
1: hit it tomorrow. I have to because I got a whole pile of RC stuff coming, and when that arrives, I'm not gonna to wanna to do any reloading. I don't wanna build those kits and play with that stuff, so I've got to get all my reloading done before that arrives. So before you get
0: into that hobby. Needy hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know like in Ipswich, for example, you've got production, production optics, classic, standard, right? You got all those different divisions. Yeah. When well, you go to a match, typically you can only shoot one division in a match. Sometimes some provinces will let you shoot in two different divisions if the match is small and they shoot mm-hmm. the same stages in the same day twice. And, you know, um, your second score is not supposed to count because you're really not supposed to shoot the same stage twice. Um, if you're going to shoot it like with PCC, I think the IPSC Ontario said, if you want to shoot it twice, mm-hmm. you got to shoot it pistol first and then you'll shoot it PCC. And that's fine because it's a completely different match. So I get that, but it's essentially a pistol match that they're allowing PCC shooters to participate in to use the stages, but on paper and in the scoring, it's two completely separate matches. It's a PCC match using those pistol stages. Some people still aren't getting that. So that's why you can do it with a PCC, but you're doing it second. In in the hobby of RC racing, it's not the case. You can, you can um, compete in several classes in the same day. They'll race the two-wheel drive buggies in the morning and then the four-wheel drive Buggies mid afternoon or mid morning, and then after lunch, it'll be the stadium trucks and so on, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm i set up right away, already set up for four divisions. I got two wheel drive, four wheel drive, stadium truck, and short course truck. You
0: went from nowhere to uh, competition ready in four different divisions
1: in a week, yeah. Now, it's um, like a lot. It, yeah, but this is not my first go. Yeah, RC was my first hobby. I started into RC when I was 13 years old and stayed into RC right until I graduated from university. Moved home and then got into breeding snakes in a big, big way. Had a snake room in a large collection. Then I picked up a bow and arrow, and then pretty much everybody else was caught up after that. So I'm kind of a lot has changed. The technology around batteries and stuff has changed a lot. Uh, with lipos, right? Yep. They want you to actually charge your lipos, Adriel, in a lipo bag, which is made of Kevlar, because they uh, they catch fire a lot, and they don't want you to burn down the pit area at your local hobby track They're or race track. High
0: density uh, energy. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: but anyway, a Kevlar bag. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but your phone's fine. Your yeah. Phone, your phone is fine, yeah, but do do whatever you want to with that. It's also a LiPo battery, and it's also a very high energy density.
1: Everything's LiPo. Your phone, your laptop, yeah. everything's LiPo now.
0: Well, your laptop will be using, uh, they'll be in cells, so they're a little bit more durable for hits and that kind of thing. But, like, LiPo is usually in, like, a plastic bag, basically. And yeah. a little well, puncher on there, and yeah. she could light right up.
1: The race packs that we use are contained in a hard plastic shell. Now the drone packs and the little RC airplane packs, not so much. They're exactly as you described. It looks like a, ba- like a bag. So,
0: yeah, cool. Well, hobbies gotta gotta do something. Your reloading setup, like, how, what's what's it look like that you're hurting your back? Is it that?
1: No, no, no. This you're... is not. I did not hurt my back reloading. I have a her- I have two herniated discs in my back and st- spinal stenosis. Mm-hmm. And I take an anti-inflammatory every day and have since university. And my back just goes out once in a while, it flares up and it almost it used to flare up like clockwork in the spring. Like, I mean, year after year, you could set your clock to it. I shot archery with a s- twisted sideways with a bad back more often than not in the beginning of my archery uh, hobby. So, um, not related to reloading. I've been reloading down there on those benches for years. And this is just But there's not last like a it's
0: not a position you can change to make it more comfortable or anything.
1: No need. No need. It's it's unrelated. i like I said, I've been I've been reloading down there for years without any problem. Now, the pain that I was talking about a couple of weeks ago in my upper back, that's completely gone. Whatever that was has gone away. Mm-hmm. Um, I last Tuesday I went out to mail an item. Uh, a gun at the post office and I don't know if I twisted it getting in or out of the truck because when I woke up that morning, I was hundred percent good to go. And um, it was shortly after I returned home from the post office that it started to go. And Wednesday and Thursday were brutal and it's gotten better every day since pretty much a hundred percent out of the woods now. Cool.
0: Yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not doing anything that's strenuous on my back right now, so.
1: <laughs> Someone has asked if I'm seeing a chiropractor, and I have. Um, I've I've gone through this rant before. I've done physiotherapy, chiropractor, acupuncture. I've had my back go up when I was fat. I've had my back go up when I was skinny. There's absolutely nothing that that speeds up the recovery process other than just staying active and maybe uh, a little bit of yoga poses and ice. The ice knocks down the inflammation, which helps with the pain. I've done it all. Um, it's just time. And the more you lay around, the longer it takes to recover. As much as it sucks to move, you got to keep moving. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I've been doing a little bit of yoga just to...
1: Well, Christina old and old. I were going to... Yeah, Christina teaches yoga at her middle school as an activity. So we were going to start And then this happened. So now it's starting to feel better. I might, I might start because it's going to, it's definitely good for, good for all your joints, right? And, And so, um, at one time, Adriel, I was, um, getting ready for the provincials for archery and my back went out. I was going to two chiropractors and acupuncture all at the same time. And then another time I went to a pain clinic and he gave me a shot of, um, cortisone. Mm-hmm. Right into my spine. They brought me into the ER. They gave me some volume to relax me, and there he was with the uh, ultrasound machine on my spine and jabbing the needle into my spine. That was on Wednesday. On it was a two-day tournament, Saturday and Sunday. I actually won uh the provincials because he shot me up full of cortisone. I was able to to walk, and I went down. I won. I took my gold medal and I put it in a thank you card and I mailed it to him. Only in this town there are two. Um, can't remember his name, but him and his father both have a practice and they both have the same name. And uh, I ended up looking up his address in the uh, phone book. So I mailed the father my gold medal and a thank you card by mistake. So I saw him. He was an anesthesiologist Mm -hmm. the first time I got carpal tunnel done on my left hand. Mm -hmm. So he's like, hey, you're the archery guy. I remember you. I was like, hey, man. I, um, did you ever get my card, my medal? He's like, what are you talking about? So I sent you my gold medal. You fixed me up and I won, so I sent you my gold. I got all my gold medals, everything I ever won in archery hanging in my little man cave except for that one. So he's like, no, you you must have mailed it to my dad. I'm like, what? He goes, oh well, yeah, my dad has a practice too. We have the same name and then I was uh, unconscious and they worked on my hand. And Anyway, so a year later, I'm back getting my right hand done. He goes, hey Trevor, Guess what? I've got the medal. My dad had it. He kept it. Forgot to tell me about it. He still (laughs) had it. Now I've got it. (laughs) All right, cool.
0: I think the thing I've learned from this story is that uh, you won that medal while on performance enhancing drugs. Correct. Yeah, I've
1: always been on some sort of uh, anti-inflammatory. So yeah, Uh, when I went to the World Cup, yeah, when I went to the World Cup, I had to get it's called it two e two. Something like that. It's a therapeutic exempt form that you have to get approved before you go. So you take it to your doctor, your doctor fills it out. And uh, anyway, I went through all this crap to uh, everything has a DIN number on it. Even your soap has a DIN number, mm-hmm. and those numbers are registered with uh, Health Canada and other organizations. And um, somebody told me that the anti-inflammatory that I was on was not going to be approved, so I would have to get pre-approval with this two E two form. And, um, we went through all the trouble and then found out that it wasn't actually on the list. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I guess just keep doing what you got to do to get through this.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, like I said, it goes away. Yeah. Um, Jessica asked if I uh, tried liquid collagen I did not You know what I do want I want to give me some stem cells And just shoot my back full of stem cells Joe Rogan on his podcast is talking about Stem cell therapy all the mm-hmm. time Knees are shot, shoulders shot Torn rotator cuff <laughs> $10,000 later Injected full of stem cells Good to go But not so much in this country
0: yeah, sounds uh, sounds dicey.
1: Yeah. I'd do it. Who cares. Yeah. Try, right. try everything. I People think that's one putting... thing.
0: You, if if you've got money, you can try everything. You can right. try like all the weird stuff.
1: You got money, you can be as healthy as you can afford to be. You have access to a whole world of healthcare that uh, the the, the poor's US. don't. Yeah,
0: in the U.S. in Canada. Yeah, so... not so much. But uh, beta
1: blockers. Place. Yeah, beta blockers are definitely prohibited, Joe, especially in archery <laughs> because they. Take your heart rate down. Keep you relaxed, which is really important for our (laughs) tree. Be great for uh, maple seed, too. Beta blockers and maple seed. Amazing. Fall asleep on the line. Yeah, Sardines is good, too. Sardines will kind of have the same effect. We eat sardines before competition. or I just
0: shoot hungover.
1: I've done that lots, and Uh, some of my best scores were shot hungover. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Too hungover to get worked up.
0: Yep. Just be like, I'm just... Gonna do the thing that's in front of me. I'm not gonna think. I'll overthink it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. In the FCA Open, everybody throws their name in the hat, and you're paired up against anybody. So I was up against a guy. His name is Rob Cox, and I don't mind name dropping because he's a douche. So he's in a wheelchair, and uh, when I beat him, he tried to guilt trip me. He's like, "You're gonna, you're gonna lay it down like that on the guy in the chair." I'm like, "Dude, you're not shooting with your feet." I walked away. (laughs) Like, (laughs) uh. He wasn't really douchey, but he was a little douchey. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, think I'm going to make a bunch of ammo. And I don't know. After I'm done the 6.5 and the 308, what else can I reload for? Maybe 30-odd 6? Hell yeah. I don't know. I have not really thought about it. I, mean, I,
1: could I loaded it up 200. Hey.
0: Crack out the... Cracking. Oh, you know what I could do is a bunch of 223
1: yes and that's why i need to get back to reloading because i also have 500 223 to load but two
0: thousand bullets and like god awful amounts of cases
1: nice how much powder you have what are you using for powder for your 223 target oh a waste Hmm. what a waste that's what i got yeah i mean don't get me wrong it's excellent but to me it's like too good (laughs) <laughs> for for blaster 223 ammo, anyway, I use 8.335, mm. which is like a generic version of what's in IVI 5.56 or Lake City 5.56. Yeah. And I load it to uh, the spear manual from back in the day. Like all the data has come down, right? We're nowhere near max in the manuals anymore. And um, Oliver told me 24 grains. And I was using 24 grains, and it was mm. accurate. Mm-hmm but I want it to stank it up a little bit. I want, um, more power. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> make that 55 grainer go to 3,200 feet per second. It's supposed to go.
0: If it's not crunching, if you put the bullet on top and you put it in, and it's not crunching
1: not enough. You got more Keep room. Going. Yeah. Yeah. There's more room yeah. in the case. Please don't take us seriously right now. New reloaders <laughs> <laughs> always go with published data, but, um, no, uh, other Trevor, uh, brought me like a lifetime supply of nine mil brass that he has his place. I haven't, Trevor, I haven't even carried it downstairs yet, Ben. I'm wor- still working through all my own stuff, but it'll all be done.
0: What's a lifetime supply?
1: Uh, I, I could, I could literally do a Scrooge McDuck, get in a tub and pour it all over myself. <laughs> like there's a, I didn't think he had that much nine mil saved up boxes and boxes of it. Sweet. I forget where I was, but I arrived home, and it was on the deck, and if I didn't pull it in right away, it would have, it'd still be out there. So anyway, I got it in. Now it's where the tire was sitting. I had a tire in the foyer for a while, and Kelly was commenting on that. The tire made it to the basement, and the brass took the tire's place. So, mm. Yeah. Anyway, 26 grains of H335, but there's only one manual. Of all the manuals I have, and/or looked through PDFs and stuff, where I was able to find it, and it was like a 1993 Spear manual, um, 26 grains. I haven't found it anywhere else since. Oh, I wonder. Crosno. if the ammo
0: still has that cheap, uh, that cheap ball powder, or the um, Dominion Arms powder that they got.
1: Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Shut up, Crosno. I don't even think Crosno ever met Trevor. You bitter, Trevor. Uh, yeah, he would have. Oh, yeah, he would have met yeah, yeah, He would yeah. have met him at the charity shoot? Yeah. All right, then, fine. At least he has some.
0: Which Hodgson are you talking about?
1: H335. 335.
0: I don't even think that's on their website for <laughs> 55 grain.
1: Jessica wants me to make the McDuck video. Oh, there it Imagine is. Imagine diving yeah. into a pool of brass, how much that would hurt.
0: Oh, yeah. 23 to 25.3 on a 55 grain bullet.
1: 23 to 25.3? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's new data for sure. I'm up to 26. No pressure <laughs> signs whatsoever.
0: 26. Yeah. yeah, they're saying 25, 25.3 will get you to 3,200
1: FPS. Eesh, I wonder. I wonder what you're at. I should crony it for fun when I get on the ranges here. And yeah. plus, I'm shooting it up an 18.6, right? So,
0: Uh, these guys measure it off of a 24-inch barrel, so you're probably going to get a less. Yeah. I might get 3,200. Oh, like, that's right. I get like right around 3,000 out of my 16-inch barrel guns, with most 223 or 556, 3,000, 2,900, somewhere around there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Be cool to get 3,200, but yeah.
1: The Narinko stuff is 3,200 that I actually did, crony. Hmm. I think I cronyed my 24 grain, or yeah, my 24 grain 55 load too. And um, that's when I was like, nope, I need to bump this up. Hmm. It's probably like, Captain Andy starts at max <clears throat> and goes up. And when he <laughs> sees pressure signs, he stops. <laughs> and he finds the best load between the max and the pressure sign.
0: Okay, like, I kind of do the same. I usually go, like, if it was 25.3 for, for a max, I'd be like, 25. And i just yeah. make 10 of those, shoot them. What's the accuracy like? Good enough. Okay, make a bunch like that.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like where I am now. Like, down. yeah, like the like the ball 308 that I loaded for the M14 mm-hmm. and the 308 grand and the Stag 10. That's what I did. I looked at the manual. I uh, went into the service conditions section of the Hornady manual. Mm-hmm. 44 grains, good enough. Called it good, and yep. it shot good enough. <laughs> like I'm more than happy with the accuracy out of the Stag 10 for that bulk ball ammo.
0: Yeah, and I mean you're there's there has to be a difference between like match at like you don't have to make every round a match round I used to I used to too i I used to make like match match hunting ammo yes like yes what's, what's the point what's the point why not something if you to get do. if you get one moa you're gonna smoke your deer from a ridiculous distance away as long as you can range it properly yep nothing it does does like even the difference between like one away and one point5 doesn't really matter that much.
1: Not really, but I just like, what I love about reloading is that we can control all those variables and we can, we can make the ammo as, as as precise as possible. Like you can uniform your flash hole. You can deburr the flash hole on the inside. You can uniform the primer pocket. You can use match primers. You trickle the powder in. So every powder charge is identical.
0: You can make cheap ammo.
1: You can make cheap (laughs) ammo.
0: Because the six five, like everything's getting more expensive, so all these uh, all these components that I've had like hanging around, like I don't have time to turn those into ammo because I don't wanna I don't wanna go to Cabela's and spend uh, thirty bucks a box on on six five Creedmoor when I can make it for way less than that.
1: Denise got federal tap. You heard of that stuff? Tap. I think it's called taps. Law enforcement ammo, typically reserved for law enforcement. Two two three. That's coming into the shop.
0: Sounds expensive.
1: I don't know if it's terribly expensive, but I mean
0: I only shoot like forty cent around blaster ammo out of my ARs. Yeah. So that's the that's the comparison for me. But
1: Yeah, this is premium duty yeah, yeah. ammo. It's so. probably
0: like a heavier bullet on it too. Yeah. Like for three gun, like some guys will run fifty five grain stuff, and they'll have a seventy or a seventy seven for the long stuff for the long hit, uh, shots. But then you need some. Yep. Most people will sight the rifle in for the long stuff, and then the close stuff. Yep. Who cares? The fifty fives will be close enough somewhere in there. Yep. But then you got to remember. Okay, this mag is the seventy seven. This this mm-hmm. other these other mags are the blaster ammo, and you couldn't do it. Ammo. I go seventy seven across the board. I go 55 and I just send two if I need to at that long range one and I'll still make mm. the hit.
1: Yeah. Um, it doesn't two, matter
0: it does, unless you're going way out there. Now, one thing that the 77s do really nicely is you can hear them on steel way better than the 55s. So 55s mm. don't have a lot of stank when they get out there. The 77s do. Yep. And they make a nice oh. loud schwack when they hit the steel.
1: The reason why the RCMP carry 77 grain hollow points. Is what? Because they're a lot more effective at range than a 55.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, how far is the, is the average, like, RCMP
1: Oh, like, I know shot, what I look at. It's probably, yeah, but probably if, like, less than 100 yards. That's right, so it's even going to be more devastating. ain't no Geneva Convention here no no full metal jackets for these guys they're carrying hollow points all around because if if they're going to shoot you they want you to stop doing what you're doing
0: yeah i wonder if uh i wonder if a 77 hollow point would do more than a 55 hollow point they would probably both make a big mess
1: i mean hmm. it's all about ballistics if you and and power factor right if a, if you hit a piece of steel with a 9mm pistol 125 power factor it doesn't matter if it was hit with a 115 grain bullet or a 147 grain bullet if it's all things being equal and they're both shooting 125 power factor Mm -hmm. so if you get that 55 grain bullet going fast enough in theory it should produce the same amount of kinetic energy as the 77 yeah
0: yeah I guess the only difference would be if the 77 dumps most of it's or a bunch of it's energy behind the target Makes a hole on the way in, keeps on going through the back because it's got so much weight.
1: If it was a full metal jacket, I could definitely see that, but jacket hollow point, I what, gonna... the,
0: what the wound depth is for a 77 grain.
1: You know what we sound like right now? 9 versus 45.
0: I'm just curious. Uh, 77 so grain? I wonder if anyone's done this.
1: Uh, Oh,
0: fragmentation for 77 grain is greater. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to do this on the air.
1: All right.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you know what we can do on the air? What's that? We can, because it's already been almost an hour, we can go through the RCMP safe storage booklet and kind of beat it around and share our interpretations of it. Reminding everyone that we are not lawyers. Nothing on SignFire Radio is to be construed as legal advice. Um, the show is for entertainment purposes only, yada, yada, and so on, so on, entertainment, so on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hashtag not a lawyer.
0: Not a lawyer, but we're going to read the thing off? Yes. Yeah. You're going to read the thing off? You're going to share your I'll screen? I'll read the thing off and yeah. do
1: the sharing of the screen. Stand by. And let me close all the porn sites.
0: We'll leave the good ones up, just just in in the tabs, just so people know, you know what what your taste is in.
1: Just checking. I got a whole bunch of Facebook messages. Weird. Mm-hmm. Captain Andy's trying to sell me a trimmer. All right. Share screen. Gene, screen share. There we go. Green button.
0: It. Yell at it a little bit more. That share. That gets it. Yeah. You have to say, okay, computer.
1: Share, bitch. Share. All right. So, safely storing, transporting, and displaying firearms. All right. These rules apply to individuals. There are different rules for businesses. It is divided into, excuse me. I had a pizza tonight, Adriel. A pizza. It's coming You know back. what's not keto? Pizza. Pizza. Mm. But I don't it's care. It's tasty. It was amazing. It was a pizzeria around the corner from me that I used to go to often when I was a fatty um, until they just ripped me off one day with a really bad overpriced pizza. Um, This was the pizza, the old school. It was amazing. It was a donor pizza. It was amazing. Mm. But I hate myself. I'm probably going to make myself throw up later. Okay. Okay. Um, So first thing it says, of course, is unload and lock your firearms. Storage. Store the ammunition separately or lock it up it can be stored in the same locked container as the firearm. That is the third thing said in this booklet.
0: But it's the like that's the, the baller way of doing this. Get a safe and put your guns and your ammo in the same place.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so if you have a non-restricted gun, it need only be A, unloaded, and B, trigger locked. The ammo needs to be stored separately from that firearm. If you do want to keep them together, they have to be locked up. So the firearm with a trigger lock in a case and a lock on the case. Non-restricted firearms. Attach a secure locking device such as a lock or cable lock or remove the bolt so the firearm cannot be fired or lock the firearm in a cabinet, container, or room that is difficult to break into. Okay, so lock or cable lock or remove the bolt so the firearm cannot be fired, or lock the firearm in a cabinet, container, or room that's difficult to um, break into. It does not say trigger lock it and lock it. It says OR, big black bold letters, OR. Lock in a cabinet so it's trigger lock or lock it in a cabinet container or room that is difficult to break into.
0: So, if you've got it in a safe, you don't need to have a trigger lock on it as well,
1: correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, the same is true for restricteds if they're in an actual safe. I keep a trigger lock on my restricteds all the time because the very first thing I have to do when taking it out of the house is what? Trigger lock it. So there's no point in keeping the lock off at home. Um, Unload non-restricted firearms can be kept unlocked. Sorry, let me read that again. Unloaded. Unloaded non-restricted firearms can be kept unlocked. Temporarily, if they are needed to control animal predators in an area where firearms can lawfully be fired, ammunition must be kept separate or locked up, Or, in a remote wilderness area, ammunition may be kept readily accessible. Alright, so that's all your non-restricted firearms.
0: And that's strictly for storage, because we're going to talk about transporting soon.
1: Mm -hmm. Restricted and prohibited firearms. And they show pictures of handguns here. Attached to a secure locking device so the firearm cannot be fired. Lock them in a cabinet, container, or room that is difficult to break into. Or locked the firearms in a vault, safe, or room that was built or modified specifically for the store for uh, specifically to store firearms safely. So I built this room mm-hmm. specifically to store firearms in. That's what this room was built for. Says who? Says me. That's that's what I built it for, right? Um, and it's
0: not uh, easy to break into.
1: No, exactly. It was built to be difficult to break into by having solid walls, not sheetrock. By having a steel door with armored hinges and a deadbolt and a Mm -hmm. lock and this frame is steel and the door is steel. Um, So uh, attach a secure locking device so the firearms cannot be fired and lock them in a cabinet, container or room that's difficult to break into or now here's the Oregon Lock the firearms in a vault, safe, or room that was built or modified specifically to store firearms safely. For automatic firearms, also, so on top of everything else you've seen so far, also remove the bolts or bolt carriers, if removable, and lock them in a separate room that is difficult to break into. If I had
0: I'd be super pissed about this because this is getting ridiculous by now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you had a prohib, you have you have to store it with the bolt locked up somewhere this is else.
0: Starting to look like uh, Harry Potter's Horcruxes uh, scattered <laughs> around the world. <laughs> uh, um, now, the, you know what's interesting about this bulletin is that first bullet uh, uh, is um, seems like a lot that they're adding into that's not really necessary there. Like if you're going to a, a container or, or or room or something like that or a cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, realistically here in Canada our, our gun cabinets are considered safe so as long as they're steel and with a with a decent lock on them and whatnot it's yep. it's a safe so uh chuck your restricteds in there with no trigger lock in in them uh the only time you need to tr- like realistically speaking you trigger lock and lock a container like a case uh or uh i guess like a, a crappy cabinet maybe maybe
1: yeah like if you got a um a, a ca- gun cabinet with glass doors, barrier locks.
0: Mm, but this is difficult to break into.
1: Well, glass is not difficult to break into, so yeah, they're so, locked like- in there, but. I mean, that's the they're...
0: and though on the top there, on the top there it says and. It's difficult to break into, and I think glass wouldn't wouldn't actually qualify for that. That's So right. I don't think you could put a trigger lock on a pistol and chuck it into a glass cabinet with like a one of those key locks on the front where you can just smash it and take it, kind of a thing, right?
1: Yeah, not a not a restricted and non-restricted, yes, but not a restricted. So.
0: But the restricted, you could lock with a trigger lock and put it in a little black container that has a little tiny little cable lock on there, and that be. That's fun. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: the case it came with. Which is silly, but yeah. So, before we start the section on transporting firearms, keep in mind that this is the Federal Firearms Act. That's where these guidelines come from. And that your province may have its own regulations around the transportation of firearms in or out of the hunting season. Okay? Um, If I want to transport a non-restricted firearm in New Brunswick... I need to get a permit unless I'm a member of a club or if I'm if I'm hunting, I'm good. If I'm not hunting, according to the province of New Brunswick, I don't have a lawful purpose for transporting my property. And if it pleases the crown, I would like a permission slip. So there's ways around this. You get a hunting license mm-hmm. or you join a gun club. And your gun club is actually your ATT for non-restricted, believe it or not. So that's yeah. why most people in New Brunswick get a license and then it doesn't matter. All of this goes away. So it's ridiculous, yes, but I bring it up so that the listeners understand that there are other laws that affect you other than the Federal Firearms Act. Your province has its own laws around firearms often wrapped up in its Wildlife Act. So be aware of that. In New Brunswick, for example, um, my non-restricted firearm has to be cased unless I'm hunting federally the only requirement is is that it
0: unloaded yeah just unloaded is fine you're freezing up so I'll just take it from here so like you know here you can have a firearm in your car or truck or whatever as long as it's unloaded it's fine uh, let's see here sorry you cut out there for a second so I just took over
1: Oh, sorry. I was saying um, that
0: uh, yes, in in New Brunswick, you have to keep it cased because they have this unless you're hunting uh, obsession with trying to stop poachers, and everyone who's got a gun in the bush has gotta be poaching. Whereas uh, yeah. in Alberta, no such. So you can drive around with an unloaded gun in in your passenger seat as long as it doesn't have the mag in it or it's uh, chamber loaded, right?
1: Yeah. So federally, it need only be unloaded, but then. Mm-hmm. Provincially, there may be extra things you got to be aware of. So back to this document, transporting firearms legally, non-restricted firearms, unload your firearms, muzzle loaders can be kept loaded when being transported between hunting sites, but the firing cap and flint must be removed. Restricted and prohibited firearms, unload the firearms and attach a secure locking device to the firearms and... Lock the firearms in a sturdy, non-transparent container and remove the bolts or bolt carriers from any automatic firearms, if removable. Attain an ATT. Leaving any class of firearms in a vehicle unattended. Lock the non-restricted and locked containers carrying restricted and prohibited firearms in the trunk or similar lockable compartment. If the vehicle does not have a trunk or lockable compartment, put the firearms containers out of sight inside the vehicle and lock the vehicle. So take, for example, my 590 A1 Mariner. Um, No no trunk on my Silverado. So when it's um, left in the vehicle, it's in its case, it's trigger locked, and it's under the back seat. If you are in a remote wilderness area and cannot lock your non-restricted firearms inside your vehicle, unload them and put them out of sight. Attach a secure locking device to the firearms unless they are needed for predator control. Shipping firearms. We get this one a lot. Firearms must be unloaded, packaged, and shipped without ammunition in a safe and secure manner to prevent accidents and deter loss or theft. I kid you not. I was going to the post office in town here one day and he goes, Trevor, you've got to see this. He goes to the back and he comes out with a rifle that's it's basically, it looks like someone gift wrapped the dog. <laughs> you know, it's a dog under the gift uh-huh. wrap. You could see the scope. It was just, it was brown paper and scotch tape.
0: Oh, brutal.
1: Yeah, and the guy refused to take it. He says, "Send it back to the sender. I'm not taking that. I don't yeah, know that well, that's not. Yeah, you know, it's,
0: something's going to break on it, right? Scope's going to break, or or something's going to break yeah. in transport. So you gotta, you gotta. They never it.
1: should have accepted it at the at the post office uh, the, at the sender's end because nope. Canada Post and all the shipping companies, if you go looking on their websites, have policies pertaining to the shipment of firearms. So make yourself aware of Canada Post's policies around firearms. Um find out if it's a restricted do you need to get an att to take it to the air to the post office do you need an att to take it from the post office home well if it's not your gun anymore it's not covered under your att that's stats your license so technically yes you need an att to bring it to the post office Mm -hmm. once that gun is in your name if you're receiving the restricted firearm you do not require a ATT to take it home from the post office because it's now part of the guns registered to you, which are now covered under your long-term ATT. Mm-hmm. So, shipping, yes. Receiving, no.
0: Interesting um, about the uh, shipping firearms. Just unloaded, packed, and shipped without ammo.
1: Yeah, it doesn't, even say, it doesn't even say anything about a lock.
0: No lock, no di- di- bolt disassembled, none of that stuff. Just none of that stuff.
1: And they, they don't distinguish here between classification. They don't say non-restricted, restricted, prohibit. They just say yeah. shipping firearms.
0: Now, I mean, one thing to mention here would be like, this is a brochure. This isn't like the firearms code. This is just Act. the RCMP. Yeah. This
1: is the, this is the Reader's Digest version. The mm-hmm. full um, law is in the Firearms Act, and there's yeah. more in there than this. Displaying firearms safely. Unload and lock your firearms. There are rules for displaying firearms in your home. Ammunition cannot be displayed with or accessible to the firearms. Non-restricted firearms. Attach a secure locking device to the firearm or by... My little thing here is in the way. Uh, Yeah, I had to get mine out of the way too. Yeah, I got it. Here we go. Lock the firearms in a cabinet, container... Or a room that's difficult to break into. Well, that's really not on I display, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, restricted and prohibited firearms. Attach a secure locking device to the firearms and securely attach them to something that cannot be moved. So you want to display an AR-15? You can, but you can't walk away with it. If I've got a Lee-Enfield that I want to display in my man cave... I can. I can put it on some hooks on the wall as long as it's trigger locked and there's no ammo around. It's good. I can do the same with a restricted firearm, but I have to cable lock that firearm to the wall or to the uh, shelf or whatever. Um, Ridgeback racks were a cool thing, man. They were like this laser cutout... um, It was like the silhouette of an AR or the silhouette of a shotgun, and you would screw that to the wall, and your shotgun, let's say it was an 870, it looked like the silhouette of an 870, and there was a lock built where the trigger guard would go. So this thing would hold the gun to the wall, and it's trigger locked to that thing. That's neat. Yeah, it was very cool. But they uh, they, they, they went under. I don't know why. They were quite popular, showing up on YouTube videos for reviews and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, for automatic, okay. take
0: the bolt out as well, and yeah. you know, bury it, bury it in a in a uh, PVC tube in the backyard. I think is what they're saying here, or what they're suggesting.
1: Yes. So, all right.
0: Realistically, like, okay, so what do you do? I I put all my stuff in a safe. Done. Don't need trigger trigger locks on them. I don't have trigger locks on my stri- restricted's in the safe because uh, I don't have that many trigger locks. Well, I guess like, I I probably do now, uh, but that makes them more bulky. I've got like those little pockets in my safe and that kind of thing, so uh, I prefer to put my handguns in there without a lock on them because they're in a safe. The safe's bolted to the wall and the floor, not going anywhere. Um, yeah,
1: you're worried about bulk. You could put these things on oh, them.
0: I, oh, holy crap. No way. No way. Those are so inconvenient.
1: But they meet the law requirements, so yes,
0: yes. Um, and then transport. I you know all I need to uh I, for three gun, I try to get as many guns as possible that are restricted inside the same container. So mm. then I trigger lock and I lock the container, and I don't have to mm-hmm. lock like a million containers and have a million cable locks going out to the range. So we're nah, gonna have one big case. It'll have my AR shotgun and pistol in it. Lock on the pistol and uh, AR. Lock on the case. Good to go.
1: Nanook, that's the way to go. I keep all three of mine in the Nanook.
0: That's the nice way to go. Those those Plano double rifles will hold the, your three gun stuff too, but not nicely.
1: No, Nanook, Nanook all the way. We sell them at DC Armory. Just saying. And
0: they're very nice.
1: But yes, they're, they're very nice.
0: They're pricey. Yep. They're an expensive solution. I'm pretty sure that Plano uh, double case is fifty five dollars.
1: Well, it's garbage. So. You know, I, just don't put be a couple of
0: little, I put a couple little chunks of extra foam in between the guns where they might hit each other. Don't worry. Or about you
1: it. could get a Nanook from our show sponsor, DC Armory. Wouldn't that could, be swell? Could, yeah. yeah. yeah, If you Possibly say plan once more, i fucking stabbing you. 500 bucks.
0: How much, nah, much, much do more more those things go for? No, I don't, know, I don't pay in. for them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Why don't you go through the comments and then we'll wrap this up? My phone died. I can't see the comments anymore.
0: Uh, let's see here. Oh, Luke was mentioning about the caliber restrictions in New Brunswick. They only are only in effect next year in New Brunswick. So after that, I think you guys are, uh, are pulling them off, which is one silly rule that that you guys will have less of. Got a couple more that you got to get rid of, but I think, I think they're working on it. Uh... Him saying, "Oh shit, should, mine shouldn't be standing in the corner loaded. Oh, I'd better change. Oh wait, I live in a free country. Carry on." Yeah, the whole idea of like a, like a home defense gun in Canada with these rules is uh, it's it's pretty hard to do. Like you you need to get to some ridiculous. Um... Got to be
1: mag fed. It's got to be non restricted, mm. and it's got to be quick to access. Well,
0: it doesn't have to be non restricted. Like a, restri- a restricted handgun and a loaded mag can be right next to it in a safe.
1: You, but it's, yeah. But you might have to fight that fight in court. about why it wasn't trigger locked?
0: No, because it's restricted. Safe. Restricted. Yeah, I know. But, dude, let's
1: let's pretend for a second you remember what happened to Ian Thompson. They will try everything, and they will lie. Mm-hmm. They said that the man's house was so small that he could never get the ammo far away enough from the gun to satisfy them. That's how desperate they got. They made stuff up like that, yeah. so that's why I'm saying non-restricted.
0: That's the lowest risk option. Yes, lowest yes. risk option is uh, non-restricted mag fed. Not a shot, not a stack the deck in your favor because uh, uh, ha- a pump it,
1: action it. shotgun mag fed that works.
0: I disagree because plastic shells left in a left under tension in a in a mag will deform mm. and not feed and you, can, you if you go to enough 3 gun matches you'll see that those plastic shot shells inside a, a shotgun mag will deform just like that. If you leave them long enough
1: that there's that's nothing there's nothing touching the plastic in this mag it's all on the brass.
0: Oh yeah, you've got high brass stuff. That might be fine. That it's might all be about yeah.
1: You got a plan for these things. Mm. Don't don't use garbage. What's that say? Four? Fuck. I hope you read that, Mike. Just,
0: just in case you have bucks around your house. Remember
1: if there are any bucks, bucks around this house, <laughs> I would be really happy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, right ammo for the right gun and job yeah. and stuff.
0: Yeah. So I mean, like, there's yeah, and long long story short, it's a pain in the butt in Canada. You're not gonna get the jump on anyone who's like in your bedroom or anything like that. That's hard nope. to see, but.
1: That was a forty-five, seventy-three hundred grain. Um. Yeah, you gotta you also need to plan ahead for these things, right? Um, ensconcing, where you're gonna go, moving the kids around, stuff like that. Like if you're on the second floor, you have a tactical advantage. They've got to get upstairs to you. <clears throat> you can yell from upstairs. There's nothing good up here for you. There's nothing up here but the like misery and pain. There's there's just you don't want what's up these stairs. You need to you need to turn around, and rethink all your life choices and get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Go to church. Go to I'm a Christian.
0: Yep, go back to Sunday school. Uh, let's see what else we hear. How many long guns can I legally carry in my Fiat? I think that's a challenge, really. How many do you own? How many can you stuff in there? It's, it's going to be like, I think it was it was in the 70s where that was the, they tried to get as many teenagers as they could inside a car. It'd be like that. Yep. Uh, 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 I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that's new. I don't think so. Yeah, Tim met uh, Trevor and uh, won that uh, med kit. Yeah, the
1: bag, yeah. Mm.
0: Did you ever do anything with the NR Rifle Review Forms people filled out? Yeah, I talked about it on the last uh, Slamfire Radio, and I will do a full report of it uh, when I get time and when there's a little bit more data. Because there's still people, like I'm still seeing like 20 to 50 people filling that thing in uh, every day. So still getting lots of data on it and I'd like to I'd like to get as much as possible because the more data you have, the more statistically significant those numbers are. Like if I have one person out of four that says that their rifle failed, that's not really statistically significant. I need like twenty or fifty people per gun kind of thing. Right. Or as much as possible.
1: Um if anyone's looking for a Lee Enfield, I'm selling my uh my number five jungle carbine for six hundred and fifty bucks shipped. It's on CGN. Hit me up.
0: Cool. Anything else?
1: That's it, man. Wrap That's this it. bitch up.
0: Let's wrap it up.
1: All right. Oh, Kelly says hi, everyone. She was on a another call and was unable to attend. But uh, she loves you and misses you all. There we go. Except for you, Adriel. She doesn't like you. I know. I
0: know. I just talked to her yesterday, too, and the day before. Oh,
1: really? <laughs> yeah. Like when you don't even have to, you still talk to her?
0: No, it was like maple seed uh, call and this call oh, nice. over here. It's just like every, it has been every all day. Kelly all the time.
1: All you Kelly get all away the time.
0: Or there's else. Kelly now. Oh,
1: speak of the <laughs> devil. <laughs> yeah, speak of the devil, and she shall appear. We were just literally saying goodbye, Kelly. Bye. <laughs> I was saying I was saying nice things about you. Adriel was throwing you under the bus. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I was just telling the listeners uh, that you were sorry you couldn't be here, but uh, you said hello, and you love them, and you miss them, but you had a thing tonight. And, hello, uh, you love were. you, miss you. I had a family thing. Mm-hmm. So I, just, I didn't go uh, into detail. and said yeah. you had a thing. Yeah. So, which is important at this time of right now. It's important if you say to so. not. Family is important. They are. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to tune in later to listen to everything that you guys... Talk about what did you talk about? We did safe storage. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We covered the 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 booklet and beat it around a little bit and uh, gave our interpretations of it,
0: <laughs> which are not legally binding.
1: No. We are for entertainment purposes only. Hashtag not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. No, but it's always better to be super safe as opposed to eh loosey goosey. Right, that's why I'm saying, Adriel, you want to lock those restricted.
0: Trigger lock them in the safe. If, if you shoot him. someone
1: with an AR-15 like a hood rat during the boogaloo, um, they will go at you harder than if you did it with a deer rifle.
0: I like my WK180, that <gasps> um, that non-restricted. Well, <sighs> No. It's going to be the same well, thing, dude. Come on.
1: It'll be an assault rifle then. There They'll say you shot
0: assault rifles. And No matter what, yeah. I'm going to use one of them. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna my, like um... oh let me go get my tube shotgun and do this the old fashioned way. Like get a powdered wig while I'm at it and maybe my muscle uh, motor. Right. A bayonets. Have at ye come down the stairs. No. <laughs> AR. <laughs> I'm not thinking no. around. Come on. No, <laughs> AR. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man.
1: Yeah. So not worth yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Kelly you literally did did you literally did just join us as we were hanging up. Okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> there we go. Good night, Kelly.
0: Good night. <laughs>